Welcome to Toasty Ghoul. I'm Haley, and with me is my husband, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> What's with the theatrics? I'm tired. You're tired. I'm the one that was waiting for you for a whole hour while you're taking a shower. It took a really long shower. Oh, goodness. It was glorious. I See, I have this thing, and you do too sometimes. You're, you are a woman. You have reasons to be in the shower longer. Like shaving legs. You know, I wasn't planning on going into why, but <laughs> if you want to go into we that, we all it's know fine. that takes the longest. Yes, uh, but if there's ever moments where people just need longer showers, I think as adults we should kind of give them that. It's like your decompression. Yeah, it feels like a big wet hug. That's warm, and it feet. What are you doing? I'm watching my wife. <laughs> I had a. What? Uh, it's a Shyla hair. It was in my oh, mouth. <laughs> oh. Yeah, our dog sheds a lot. And every now and then we'll just kind of be sitting here and we're like, and I got a Shyla hair in my mouth. Yeah. And then we have to dig it out. Find it near food and all these things. So. Yep. Don't come over to our house for dinner. Um, Any who's. Anyways, so yeah, shower, long, warm showers are decent. They're good. Uh, guys, we're back. It's been... I. <laughs> right before we started this the last one we posted was on march 3rd so it's been almost a month wow or probably a, a whole month depending on the the day you count it yeah that's crazy yeah so uh i wanted to just take a few minutes to explain why we've taken so long sure because i think that we owe it to uh the audience but mainly ourselves <laughs> just to kind of just to kind of ground ourselves. ourselves in reality of what has happened um, yeah, we've basically gone through a extensive process. Uh, you guys know that me and my Haley, my Haley, I'm exhausted. <laughs> me and my wife, Haley, uh, we own our own business. Um, Haley has been owning it for years now. Um, and when we got married a couple months ago, we decided we were going to sit and talk a couple months into me working and see if it was something I was getting used to, if it was something I was enjoying, all that. Um, and quite a few people know this already, but, uh, we had sat down not too long ago and talked about all the details and made the executive decision that just for marriage and like, we work great together. That's not what's, you know, that's not on the table here. We work great together. We're fine working together. Um, but there were things that I, we both realized I was not picking up on necessarily when it comes to dog training and we realized that I was good at dog training but for a very specific type of dog dogs that are not terribly high maintenance dogs that are yeah you can do like the basics yeah the basics but at a certain point that goes with like certain things that goes into dog training you kind of it almost has to be more of your niche yeah for you to kind of catch on to it Mm -hmm. and kind of be able to to go off of those things or there's absolutely nothing wrong with that yeah. that's not you but you know that's just kind of the case so yeah you can do basics you're good at that <sighs> sure but long term right Lo- long term gonna... we kind of thought about it like hey we eventually would love to start having kids and i know for a fact and she knew for a fact that uh i would not be able to take over this business entirely if you were to become pregnant and that was kind of staring us in the face um because obviously pregnant women work but it would be really nice for you not to have to work um if we can help it yeah at least when we have a kid i mean yeah as long as i'm not super sick (laughs) yeah i'll be fine to work while i'm pregnant but right um so anyways, we had decided that it was best if I just get my own job. So this last couple of weeks has been kind of a trial run of me going out and finding, uh, you know, different possibilities out there, something that I could do long term, something that could create decent income mm-hmm. uh, and lead to places. Because obviously, I mean, you guys know me. A lot of people know that I have no college education. I just got out of high school, graduated, and then just started working. Um, Which is what I did. Yeah, but you started your own business. Like, you have a a viable source of income. that I knew with what I wanted to do that I didn't need to go to college for it. Right. 
uh, so yeah, we're kind of in the the middle of figuring out certain things. I won't go into a lot of detail, but you know, one job I want I started and and that fell through for various reasons, and now um, I'm about to start another job. And again, I won't go into detail um, just in case it doesn't end up working out. But I'll keep you guys updated uh, over time. I have a good feeling about it. Yeah, I feel as though it will it would work out, but it's definitely in the uh, the sort of uh general area of what i'm interested in doing Mm -hmm. i'll give you guys a hint i enjoy taking things apart and putting things together which (laughs) this job entails but i won't go any further than that um so yeah just pray that it works out and if it doesn't then that's exactly what god wants and just ask god to continuously lead in the correct direction and that everything would happen the way that he wants it to So now that you guys know that of why there was a hiatus, um, not to mention that we, you got sick. Uh, yes. And for a whole week and a half, I'm like, I feel fine. I'm good. I didn't get it from you. And Mm -hmm. literally like a day later I got it. (laughs) Yeah. So we were both sick under the weather for a little bit of it. And then, uh, plus just life changes and stuff. So yeah, this was kind of on the back burner of like, there's so many things going on. This was just right. kind of one of those things that we just didn't need to worry about for yeah. a little bit. So, which makes sense. Cause again, if we're running, if we're running a podcast, that is not our sustainable, like it's not our source of income. Right. It's just a hobby. Yeah. Then this obviously is the first thing to stop yeah. until things fix themselves or until right. we fix them. And then we start it up again. And you guys have known this for a while, but as we can as we can make it happen, uh, the plan is to do one episode every two weeks now, just so we can really get used to the new schedule and uh, that's go from there. The plan, though, yes, but keep that hold loosely. on to it loosely. Yes, we will still post episodes, <laughs> but we cannot guarantee a specific day any longer, and we cannot guarantee it will be uh, always constant. There yeah. are things coming and going all the time, and we'll just see what happens. So yeah. With us working separately now. Yeah. And then you working like a normal job. Mm-hmm. Obviously, me and you are going to have to get used to yeah. not working together right. every day. So we're just going to adjust a little bit. And then on top of us both, in, you know, us both having our own job and right. stuff and then trying to find time for each other at the end of the day and stuff yeah. like this just might be one of those things where we'll get into a groove and then we'll find something. But we'll make it work. Yep. Oh, I totally forgot to say this. I always, always say what I'm drinking for the podcast episode. Today I'm drinking root beer, specifically A&W. I had a very good conversation with my brother-in-law, and A&W is the best root beer out there. They convinced me. I I said it was the best. But you didn't convince me. Alex convinced me. You asked what my opinion was. But Alex convinced me. But you didn't ask me to, you didn't need convincing. (laughs) Good group. So yeah, I'm sipping on a root beer. Um, so if you hear me taking little slurps here and there, that's what it is. Well, anyways, so we did, uh, I think the title is called Facing Haley Shrines, which is moi. Um, yeah, really? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so this is uh, part two of, now we're talking about Facing Andrew's Shrines. Yes. So... Last the last episode, if you if you haven't listened to that again, was all about facing Haley's Giants, and she talked about her life and growing up and some of the things that she's had to deal with and and conquer some things that she's still on the cusp of conquering with lots of love and support. So if you guys want to listen to that journey and be here for the continuous journey, then go listen. Go listen to the podcast episode. <laughs> uh, but this is about me. Not about you. So, okay. Yeah. It's going to be on the back burner for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, th- I, did a, I did a lot of thinking about what I was going to say because there's so many different things in your life that you haven't talked about and will never talk about. And there's so many things that people don't know about uh, that you obviously do because you're, you know, you're my wife, uh, <laughs> but you're <laughs> that you know about, but that just other people don't, mm-hmm. not even my own parents. And that I will never talk about simply because it's not anybody's business, but my own and yours. And, uh, it's, there's people out there who know a lot about what I'm going to talk about today. Um, but there are also people who are closer to our family that don't really, or maybe do, but you know, maybe not as much as I might give away today. So, uh, if you guys are, uh, 
not a fan of talking about uh, uncomfortable things, I would suggest right away to not listen to the rest of this. Just because I know a lot of people who don't like to talk about what I want to talk about. It's very uncomfortable for them, and I, I understand why. Because it, it speaks to a very specific part of them. Uh, or brings up memories that they're not fond of. Um, but I 100% thought through all the repercussions of uh, everything. What have you been doing this thinking? I didn't know about this. Just throughout. Well, you knew you did know about it. I talked. I talked loosely about it not too long ago. Well, are you I talked. I like talked to you about the past few days. Like you've been thinking about it, or like no, just like over, like since the last episode. Uh, but I talked to you about what I wasn't going to talk about, right? And what I was going to talk about. So okay, you um, just made it sound like you were now on a different page, and I'm like, what no, am no, no, I no, missing? no. We're, we're still on the same page. Okay. I've just we. I, it's been a consistent thing. Okay. So, um, oddly enough. <laughs> Uh, today I'm talking about pornography. Um, it's very much so a topic that so many people, so many people hate talking about. They don't like talking about it in churches. They don't like talking about it. They will just very loosely skim the top and they don't cover how, uh, horrible it is, what it can do to a person, what it has done to people. What are the repercussions of it? What are the the uh, damages it leaves behind, what are the scars it leaves behind, what are the trials it leaves behind. There's so many different things to cover with this, and people just don't like it. So, again, if you don't want to hear me talk about pornography in my personal life, then don't listen to this episode. Sorry, I'm, I I have to cough sometimes and hiccup, <laughs> and so I kind of, like, move the microphone out of the way. Oh, my gosh. So I can do that properly. That um, sounded like one of those moments where if you watch a specific video and they're like, turn your phone around, you can hear the sound <laughs> coming out like each. Yeah. And that's kind of how it, over here. Now I'm over here. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. how it seemed. Yeah. With the headphones on. <laughs> Anyways. Or I could be a mosquito. <laughs> Ow. Got him. <laughs> Anyways. I hope y'all could hear that little. Why'd you smack my knee? Whack. Anyways. Um. So yeah, I, for, for a lot of people know this, but for those of you who don't know, um, what? It's still laughing about the little <laughs> thwack. I'm sorry. It was a tiny little pop. Um, so for those of you who do not know, um, I'm 24, which I, you're probably wondering why that matters, but it, I'm 24 <laughs> years old. Why does it matter, Andrew? I'll go into that. <laughs> I'll go into it. Um, but, uh, when I was a little i was probably seven and a half ish i think um and there was a, a a huge change that had happened in me and my family's life we had decided to become missionaries and go over to an island called papua new guinea um and i had turned eight when we got there and it was just kind of like a really new thing in my life um but it was while we were overseas that i was introduced to pornography for the first time um there's kind of a whole backstory that kind of leads up to uh, addictive personality with me. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. I can't remember what age, but I was showing signs of ADHD way before I was diagnosed, from my understanding, because I don't know all the details. Um, but one of the things that my parents had been warned about uh, and this was after New Guinea, I believe, that I was diagnosed. Um, or maybe it was during New Guinea. I remember I was tested for it in New Guinea, but I don't think anything came of it. I could be wrong. But um point is, at some time in my life, my parents were informed of the different things that could occur because of my ADHD. Because there's different types of ADHD, to my understanding. There's like people who are totally fine, but they just deal with attention span. Mm -hmm. They can't pay attention in this area. They can in other areas if it just, whatever. There are people who they're just, their personality is, it's like straight up bipolar, mm -hmm. which is one second you're making a decision and it's, you're gung ho on it and all this. And then bam, in a split second, it's the total opposite. And people are like, what the heck is going on? Um, so yeah, there, there's different avenues that ADHD can just kind of, spout out i guess um and i've kind of struggled with all of them to an extent um but for years now i've been on uh 
and this is just showing my ADHD right now because I started with the New Guinea story and now I'm in, like 20 years <laughs> later. So uh, to prove that I'm working <laughs> on my ADHD, let's back up to New Guinea. Um, I basically, there was a point when I was, I, th- I was younger than 10. I can't remember if I was like nine or eight. It wasn't too long after we were in New Guinea, I thought. Um, but you already like stated this part of the story, but I'm just trying to figure out at what point, cause okay. I was only in New Guinea for three and a half years, like okay. three years and two months. So at one, like from eight gotcha. years old on okay, one of those years, just pick one, one of the years. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, well, while I was in New Guinea during that three year, two month, you know, time span, um, my dad, he owned a motorcycle and there was a point where my dad and me, uh, we're going over to this like dirt bike track where people would ride their BMX tracks and all that and, or BMX bikes on this track. Meant. What? I know what you meant. But I don't think anybody else did. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyways, I didn't know what I meant. That's what I was trying to, <laughs> trying to get it back on the right path. Clarifying for yourself. Um, and, uh, my dad wanted to ride around this part of the track and I didn't want to ride around on it. And so he, he said, I can get off the bike and you know, this is a dirt bike. This is a, like a red Honda dirt bike. It's a motorcycle. And so, um, he kind of goes off and he goes around this big dirt hill and it's, it's pretty big. And I remember the kind of like the sound of the motorcycle kind of faded out a little bit mm-hmm. and then it started getting louder and I could tell he was coming back. And he comes around, he comes around the corner of this hill and he is pale white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like staring <laughs> at you. Um, my dad, uh, this is not, a, this is not a joke about the, his skin color. Like he is, he is <laughs> in pain. Like I have been hurt. Yeah. Pale white. Uh, no clue what happened. No clue, but, uh, he turns out when he had gone around the corner of this dirt hill, he kind of got down into a little crevice of the track Mm -hmm. and he was going along and he put his foot out to stable himself and his foot caught on the dirt in the right part and it totally snapped to the side. So basically, from my understanding, there are two ligaments under your kneecap and one of them completely severed Ugh. and was just laying there, like dangling there. How now did that, I not know this? I don't know. Oh my gosh. This is a classic Seth story. What is but, this what made you guys go to Australia? Correct. Oh, okay. So this is New Guinea. We're in the sticks. So <laughs> we there's a there's a little clinic where they give you band-aids and that's about <laughs> that's about it. So uh yeah, we we rushed back to the house and I was like what is what is going on? I like I could tell something was wrong. Yeah. Um but my dad come like he little tiny tidbit. He after going around this hill, he comes back, he's like pale white. He goes over to me and he's 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 like idle. He's just sitting there and the motorcycle shuts off. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows older motorcycles you have to kickstart yeah and i think i think you still have to kickstart a lot of motorcycles i haven't been around a lot of motorcycles but he had to kickstart the motorcycle with the knee that he snapped so he gritted his teeth and just did it and it started up the first time normally he used to do it like three or four times before it actually starts did the first time so your dad's a champ oh my goodness i do not know how he did that but uh, I jumped on and we went back and we pull up to the house. We go and we get like, we put the motorcycle back and I, he goes, go get mom. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a little kid. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did so you I, know at that point that he had actually no, hurt himself? No, I had no oh. clue. And so I go upstairs I and we live on the top floor of this building. It's, it was called the fourplex. There was four apartments in one building and we lived at the very top very top. Mm-hmm. The only way to get up there was a stair, you know, staircase. There was no elevators, nothing. This again, we were in tropical island. So, uh, we go up, we go up, we go up and I'm mom is sitting on the porch and I say, mom, dad is hurt. And she goes, no, he's not. <laughs> and I go, yeah, he is. And then I kind of just went inside or I was outside. I can't remember what happened. 
But a few minutes later, dad is crawling up the stairs on his hands. <laughs> oh, no. He's crawling up the stairs oh, and he goes, Carrie, I'm like, I'm legitimately hurt. And uh, we had to get somebody to bring a vehicle to get him to the, like the clinic near us. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he tore one of the ligaments in his knee. We had to be medevac to Australia and we were there for a few weeks, I believe. It was like two weeks, I think. Uh, but it was while my dad was in the hospital, in the hospital, that I saw my, uh, for lack of a better term, my first pair of breasts. <laughs> I I was literally sitting there. My, it was it was all these people lined up uh, in a row, and obviously there's there's curtains, you know, in you know, separating all these people because they're all recovering in this room. Um. And my dad was, you know, he had all these tubes hooked up to his leg and he was, he had this machine that he would put his leg in and it would move it back and forth to kind of get his knee exercised a little bit and get used to it. And he could kind of walk with like crutches, I thought, Mm -hmm. by the end of it. So they did a good job, you know, he he healed up fine. But um, they had all these TVs for each person laying in the bed. And it was on kind of a separate TV off to the side that there was a straight up pornographic thing being played. Don't know the rules in Australia. <laughs> I guess they just play whatever they want. But yeah, I uh, saw some stuff and I remember every single thing I saw <laughs> as a tiny kid. Let's yeah. just say 10 or 9. Um, I think it was actually nine because one of the places that we had gone in New Guinea after that was a place called Alatau near the, like the very peak, like the very end of New Guinea towards Mm -hmm. the very bottom of it. Um, and I turned 10 when we were there. So I was nine, I believe. Um, so yeah, I, that was my first kind of like, what are those type of a moment? You know what I mean? (laughs) What are those? Yeah. And like, it wasn't like a, because I had never seen this before, never yeah. once. And I remember thinking that what I was watching was wrong. I remember thinking that. Mm-hmm. Like I was it like I was I'm gonna get in trouble if people figure out I've watched this. Yeah. Um, which is odd. Because you'd never seen it before. Never seen it before. Yeah. Nor was I at this point ever taught necessarily that like to stay away from it because there was no reason to watch it in the beginning, anyways. Right. So uh yeah, that led to us still being in Australia during the recovery of my dad's leg. And we were in a bookstore and um, I had somehow like kind of just been walking through the bookstore and I, I looked down and I see like a brightly colored spine of a book sitting in the bookshelf. I was like, oh, that's colorful. I take it out. And it's a uh, naked model book, like for like paintings, mm-hmm. like, oh, paint this and it will show a picture of a naked model. You know what I mean? Whole book chock full of just naked pictures of women. It's for art. I get it. Yeah. But for a kid, like that's. that's a big You're really deal. good at picking out random books. I don't know what <laughs> happened. It was just <laughs> random books. I did. I wasn't looking for it. Nothing. And so my dad, who is in a wheelchair now, because we're walking around the mall in Australia. Um, we. <laughs> he catches me looking at this book. And I put the book back real fast and my dad, he goes, what, what book were you just looking at? And I was like, I wasn't looking at a book. <laughs> he goes, I just saw you put the book away. What uh, were you looking at? And he goes, I said, I wasn't looking at a book. <laughs> this is what I was looking at a book. And I walked out of the bookstore. <laughs> I just was looking at a book. I don't want to do it. Uh, and what proceeded was like an hour of my dad asking me why I was lying. And so I remember like, denying it from top to bottom which resulted in a uh spanking for the ages do your parents actually know like this oh yeah they know all this oh i was gonna say do they know your version behind it yes i think they might have a more detailed version just because they were full-fledged adults who are older than i am now right so they totally can remember a lot of this unless they just don't care to remember i don't know (laughs) point is i was for i was not spanked for looking at inappropriate things i was spanked for lying the first thing that they did was to, I remember, they told me that they have been through this. And I didn't know what that meant, really. But I remember being spanked for lying. And I remember uh, it was after that 
that I started to kind of discover myself a little bit. Like get a little more curious. Get a little more curious. And uh, I am going to use the M word. You know the M word. Well, you already said pornography, so I don't know why you couldn't. I'm just saying the M word is going to be used. Uh, Masturbation is the M word. Um, (laughs) I will not get crass with it. I will not be describing uh, details of it. I'm just saying that was the first time that I ever sort of learned the basics. And I was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have it down. <laughs> I'm just going to go on record. Like I remember like that was when I had figured out what a penis was. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all guys go through something similar, but what took place over the next 10 years was a, my very addictive personality uh, addicted to pornography which pornography is addictive to anybody just naturally i think anyways so mm, well actually no it's not really it is addictive to a lot of people yeah i'm not but, saying everybody i'm just saying for the majority of people yeah, it no, has the majority, a like, addictive yes, nature to yes it. i will say that tons of people are addicted to it just millions of people are addicted to it but um, there are people out there that have been like, oh, I saw it once. It just wasn't my thing. Whatever. Yeah. And they're being genuine. Right. So, um, yeah, I was definitely one of those people that just held on to it and did not want to let it go. Um, and it resulted in me watching pornography once like an electronic device was in my house and I was able to find ways on the Internet and all that. I found a way to watch it multiple times a day for years every single day and i'm mm-hmm. not kidding there was yeah. not one day that i didn't um and that led to a very hard and strenuous childhood like the rest of my childhood up until my teen years and all through my teen years and i was 19 when i started to realize how horrible it was mm-hmm. i definitely watched it past 19 most definitely um but I got through some circumstances that I won't go into. Um, counseling became a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was really helpful. I did it for two and a half years. And every other week I would meet with my counselor. His name was Brian. And he was a Christian counselor. And he he was able to walk me through the mindset of somebody who has who deals with pornography um he had really kind of because he had a he, he had a whiteboard in his office and he would walk me through like the cycle like start to pick up on the tendencies right you've got okay you start to get this feeling it it washes over you you just all of a sudden feel super like ready to go your dopamine releases and and you're just you're you're very ready to to have sex you know that's as as someone who's growing Mm -hmm. that's gonna happen um and what happens what do you do and i had talked to him about just the the cycle you know all of a sudden you seclude yourself you go upstairs you take another shower you know yeah you uh you know you you want to be left alone all that stuff and uh it was more along the lines of like figuring out that in these moments, when you identify these moments, that's when you can stop yourself Mm -hmm. because you go, Oh, I'm doing that again. I can go, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, step back from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was when I was probably like, it was early. I was, well, December ish of 2019 into 2020 was when I started getting serious about my walk with Christ. Yeah. And that was when, things started to change a lot. There was um, the introduction of uh, Covenant Eyes, which is a fantastic app. Um, it's a it it's an app that replaces your browser, your Safari browser, your Google browser, and Covenant Eyes app is your is your browser. Yeah, it's like your accountability for... Yeah, and you basically just look up everything. You Google everything through Covenant Eyes, and everything that you Google is basically taken into account and it is sent to a, an accountability partner via email. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
for years, it was my parents who I think, I think it was years. I'm not sure if it was one year or two years. I'm not sure, but it was for quite a while that my parents were my accountability, you know, in that, cause I was younger. Um, and so for a while I had it. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I am done using covenant eyes. And I went back into it for a little bit. And then, uh, I you, ended you up. You went back into what? Like using regular Safari? You're talking about getting back into pornography? Both. Oh, okay. Like I, you know, normal Safari, normal Google came into play and I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing good. And a few weeks in, I'm doing good, doing good. And then bam, mm-hmm. just kind of started back up again. But it wasn't three or four times a day. It was like once every couple of days. Right. So the addiction was there, but it was less. And I could tell that it was getting more and more. And I realized I had to be back on it. So you know, lots of different things happened with that. And then eventually I met you and, uh, I was able to get on the same page with you because of you being my soon to be wife. It was like, this is the deal with, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. Like I had told you about this, you know, when we were, when we had first met Yeah. and I was like, Hey, this is me open, you know, this is what I deal with. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a struggle to kind of admit that just mm-hmm. because I didn't know how you'd take it. Sure. And that's not a, like a comfortable thing. You just come out and tell. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very so. difficult because I was like, I don't know if she's going to want to get to know me after saying this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, uh, you were like, you know, yeah, no, I'm not going to fault you for that. I, you know, it's, it's something that, a lot of people deal with and you were just very accepting and forgiving. And then we moved on from that. And it was when we were married that you became my accountability partner, Mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people don't recommend. And I I get why, but at the same time, cause I'm not saying like, Oh, you have to be your, your wife has to be your accountability partner. But first and foremost, I'm accountable to you Mm -hmm. as, as your husband, I am accountable to you in every way. Yeah. Um, and you're accountable to me in everywhere. <laughs> um, but, uh, I want, I wanted you to know just like anybody else, you know, who was in my life at the time with authority, like, you know, my parents, you don't have authority over me, but you know, you're in my life. <laughs> she gave me a look like, are you sure about that? Better watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do feel that it, it's so important for you as my wife to know, like what I'm looking up and what I'm, what my eyes are viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, to this day, I mean, I used, I still have covenant eyes. I still use it. You still get an email every morning mm-hmm. of what I look up and all that stuff. And it's, it's <laughs> what? It just reminded me of like a couple of days ago, you had like a 24 hour stomach bug where you were very sick. I was and throwing, throwing up. up anyways. But the next day after that happened, there was only one thing in the email <laughs> And it said vomiting and diarrhea. <laughs> it's like your poor thing. Yes. Oh gosh. I had taken a couple of day hiatus from my phone because I was vomiting every four seconds. And I was it desperate. It wasn't that bad. But. No, I did it three times in one day, which I don't think I've ever done in my life. And it was it was horrible. Point is, uh sorry, that was the sign. No, it was it, uh, it is funny. <laughs> um but pornography is not a joke. I mean, it's, it's so many people are addicted to it and so many people don't realize how awful it is. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that I could get into. And I think the one thing I'll get into is just how mentally it's affected marriage because I was talking to Spencer, my friend Spencer about this. Because my friend Spencer, he has, you know, I've known him since he was young. We both have been through this before and he's not married. He doesn't even have a girlfriend yet. And he's, you know, super smart. He's the smartest guy that I know. And he's, you know, saying, oh yeah, so how how are you doing with this journey of, you know, you, you know, with the pornography addiction and all that. And it's, it's not, the addiction doesn't go away. In fact, it gets, it gets harder. That's probably the wrong word to use. It gets more difficult <laughs> every single day because you are so attached to this for years. Right. And then you have to stop. Yeah. It's not a weaning yourself. It's cold turkey. You're mm-hmm. done. And 
that can be very uh, destructive in your brain. You go through a massive withdrawal process. And my withdrawal process was difficult. You know, mm-hmm. it was literally me trying every single day to not do it. And I don't know, it just got to a point where I had to replace in my head my priority as far as the addiction went, because mm-hmm. obviously I'm still tempted every single day. I'm tempted to do it. But when there's accountability in your life, when there's coming at eyes, when you have people in your life you can talk to, it helps, you know? Yeah tremendously and you've never discouraged me from talking to you about it but you're also not like you know did you watch it today did you watch it yesterday (laughs) like you're not doing that you're not making me feel like i'm you know being watched like a hawk and that makes me able to breathe better i'm able to go okay she knows that this is apparent in my life she knows that you know at any point when i say babe i need you to take my phone from me which i've done a few times no you haven't yeah i have I did it first couple of months of marriage. Was I asleep for this? You've never once come up to me and be like, take my phone. Yes, I have. No. Yes, I have. I'm going to no. go on record as saying yes, I have. No, sir. You yes, have I not. Have. I would remember this. Take my phone. <laughs> there, <laughs> That's I've, the first I've, time I've done you've it. said no, that. No, it is not the first time I've done it. Okay, Point wait, is, hold on. When was the first time you said that? Do you remember like exactly? To moments? you? Yes. I believe the first time was on the honeymoon, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. I do. I remember where I was standing. Okay, that that I feel like that could have been possible. Yes. But anything other than... It I hasn't been often. It hasn't been... It's probably been maybe two or three times in our entirety of marriage. I don't remember. I do. Anything. Very clearly. I just wonder... I feel like I would remember that. Though. Are you sure you weren't like thinking a scenario in your head? No. Okay. Point is, I've definitely said it about three times. Okay, we'll go with that. Please do, because that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Anyways, but you have encouraged me to do that. You said if you feel like you're being tempted, tell me, and I'll, you know, if you want me to have your phone, whatever. But we had also gone through the process of saying, well, what do you do if, because do I tell you every time I'm tempted? Because if I do that, it's twice every couple of minutes you know what i mean and it just becomes too much well and that comes back to like what you said a couple of minutes ago of like you know having your wife be your accountability partner for some people that can be too much in the sense of if i sit here like every minute of every day thinking Mm -hmm. about you struggling with that and then on top of it you're coming to me every single time it pops in your head that's going to be overwhelming stressful right so that's where i'm like a I know it's a, you know, a daily thing that you're always, you know, fighting off, yeah. but that's where it's like, a, unless you feel like it could lead to you making mm-hmm. a mistake, yeah. I don't, I don't need to know all the thoughts because right. me as your wife, that's just too much and overwhelming. Much, yeah. So, well, that's the thing. Cause I wanted briefly to go into the, the avenue that I feel is best for this scenario mm-hmm. because there, t- there's so many people out there who have dealt with pornography and continue to deal with pornography and uh they're married and they have healthy marriages and their marriages are you know constantly being worked on um and they don't want pornography to ruin their marriage and so they will make their spouses aware of the situation maybe even go as far as to do what i've done and have you be the person who gets the emails from me mm-hmm. you know that way every day you can just look and say oh that's what you looked up great okay keeping them accountable and that's it which you, you need to do that's i think what a spouse should do Um, but I think for me as a guy, I need my guy friends. I need my guys Mm -hmm. who I can have that accountability with and they can also say, yeah, I've been through that or yeah, I'm, I get it, you know, and I'm because I've moved to Tennessee and because there's, you know, still establishing, uh, getting my feet planted here. Mm -hmm. I haven't been on the active lookout for friend groups really. Uh, but that's very soon coming. Um, sometime I would think like during the summer or before summer of this year is something I want to start reaching out and, you know, making it happen. Cause I, I know there's like four people right off the bat that I could make that happen with. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, there's, it's a constant battle 
and the, the facing the giants part of this is not to say that the giant has been conquered. That's not the point of this. Yeah. Um, to anybody out there that deals with it, you're not alone. To anybody out there that has not yet dealt with it, you'll probably run into it at some point. And if you do, there's plenty of tactics to use to get out of it and get away from it. Uh, from a biblical standpoint, we're not called to fight it. We're not called to put up our sword and, and defend ourselves against it. We're called to run. We're called to flee. We're, we're called to bolt away from it. I'm going to cough. <coughs> <coughs> He's okay, I promise. <coughs> no, I'm Just not. mildly dying, but you know. <laughs> Drink some A&W. Stop hacking. I'm okay. So, uh, yeah. It's quite the giant you got there. It's not anywhere (laughs) gone. It's an everyday thing. And I'm very certain that it will be there until the day I die. Because it doesn't just disappear. Yeah. Well, I know. I do know for some people, it definitely can get easier over time. And it's like less and less of a struggle. It's always kind of there every so often. But it's not yeah. much of a thing. But I think with, you know, your background with it, because you did it for so long. Yeah, 10, ten years. Yeah, that, that you know, yeah, that takes a little bit for mm-hmm. your brain to stop looking yep. for that. You know what I mean? And I will say, because because of that, because of the number 10, yeah. freaks people out. 10 years, that's such a long time. It's such a long time. Do you realize how powerful God is? Do you realize yeah. how, you know, how much he's worked on me in the span of, of from when, you know, 19 till now I'm 24. You know what I mean? Like this year I'll be 25. That's, that's quite a long time of me slowly through God being able to break this thing down and uh, hiccups. It, it hasn't gone away the issue and my hiccups, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's being worked on and that's kind of the moral of the story is that I don't think it ever just goes away and that can be very uh, discouraging to people because they want it to go away. They want it to stop. They want it to be done with and over with. And I don't think that God would intentionally allow his creation to go through such hard times unless he was trying to teach something through it. So instead of trying to struggle out of it with no, results i've decided to combat it and run from it and hold it as a situational thing Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's easy you know i put up my hand and i say no absolutely not in the name of god you know get out of here whatever you know demonic presence is tempting me what because that's a legitimate thing so no i'm not going to do that or i'm like on the cusp of feeling like I could give in Mm -hmm. and I still say no. I have to go and read my Bible. I have to put on my AirPods and listen to a Petra song or something. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I have to do something to get me out of that mindset. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find that balance because when you have accountability with your wife, when you are sexually active with your wife as spouses should be, it's very hard to, to to feel as though you could be looked at in like a, oh, he's probably thinking about something bad. Mm-hmm. It's like that meme. Yeah. He's probably thinking about other girls right now. And I'm actually just thinking about like breadsticks or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> breadsticks. Like just something random. And I Skillet hate- Skillet cookies. Yes. <laughs> Are you hungry for that? No. Oh. Um, I just crushed his dreams. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> You did. You crushed my dreams. But I just, I hate being, thinking about being looked at as somebody who is consistently failing. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not how you look at me, but as a newly wed couple, all of us have issues. You know, there's tons of, of couples out there that are brand, you know, brand new married and they all have issues and brand new married. You mean newly married? Brandly newly married. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's hard to know where to go on this topic just because it's something that I'm consistently working on in my brain. But you're, you're anybody who deals with it, you're not alone. There are people out there who are seasoned 
people. They've been around for decades, for, you know, 60 plus, 70 plus, 80 plus years, and they still deal with it. You mm. know, they still go through it every day. And Which I think you're a really good example of, like, even though you can have, you know, had a history with it in the past for however long, you still can get out of it and yeah. find ways to be accountable in that and right. be like, you know, live a healthier life. I don't know what, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, but I'm just saying like, you know, for some like people and marriages and stuff like pornography can completely like ruin that. Yeah. And it can totally it, separate you stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I think you're a good example of, even though you have struggled with it and it, it can still be a struggle of, you know, not that you actively like act upon it, but you know, it's like still a thought in the back of your mind sometimes Yeah, that you can still fight it and yeah. keep it out of your... Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Totally possible. Yeah. That's the thing. It's so debilitating to some people. They're like, I can't, I just can't do anything about it. And I'm like, well, you can. Yeah. You just got to know how you got to be given the proper tools, Yeah. which is a lot about what counseling was about. Sure. Giving the proper tools. Um, and this is not a cheesy thing or and not an intentionally cheesy thing, but the big, the best tool you can use as a Christian is, is the Bible. Like sure. it's the literal, that's why it's called the sword. Like use it. You have all the tools given to you. One of the passages I always quote whenever someone asks me how to defeat temptation or, you know, how to stop watching porn is Matthew chapter four verses one through 11. And it talks about Jesus and how he was led into the wilderness by the Holy spirit to be tempted by the devil. And, Jesus is God in human form. He he doesn't fall into temptation. That's not his character. He is tempted, but temptation is not a sin. It's only a sin when you're giving into temptation. And you you consistently see that three times Jesus was tempted, once with turning rocks into bread, once with uh, going up to the, the top of a tall temple and jumping off to have the angels save him and prove that he is God. And the other to bow down to Satan in return for the entirety of the earth. And Jesus is like, no, no, <laughs> you know, for the scripture say, he literally used scripture each and every time. And the third time he said, just depart from me, get away from me. And he, he did. And it's like, you're literally given a play by play of how to do it, of yeah. how to say no to temptation, how to get away from temptation. And people just don't know. People just don't realize it. Um, and, uh, in that whole passage, I find it interesting because it mentions how Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and he did not eat during that entire time. Mm -hmm. We've been watching a show about surviving and, uh, people get hungry within like two days, mm -hmm. like starving. Like I, I have not eaten food. I'm very hungry. Jesus lasted 40 days. Like th yeah. this is, this is somebody who is d like weak with hunger. And the first thing Satan tempts him with is the one thing that Jesus wants, which is food. Turn these rocks into bread. And he denies it. And it's like the, the first thing Satan's going to do is tempt you with the thing that ma like, it, it's, it has the most weight to it. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to, you know, go against it? How are you going to defeat it? So yeah, Matthew four, one through 11. That's a, that's, that's my go-to chapter and verses um so yeah a little little bit about me that you might not have known and if you do know that's m much more of a detailed synopsis wow i appreciate you sharon i made that really country and i didn't need to well, it sounded like you were talking to somebody named sharon i appreciate you sharon i appreciate i appreciate i appreciate share no but yes i no, i that it's it's public knowledge. I mean, I've put sure. it on, you know, social media and stuff and all that, but I don't know. I just, if that's, that's the one thing that is closest to my heart as far as what I deal with and anybody out there who says that they've dealt with it or they, they know what it feels like. It's like, yeah, no, that's, that's like one of the biggest things that Satan does is tempts people with lustful thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I find it interesting. It's like, the wisest man to ever live, Solomon. He he literally wrote a book called Proverbs, and the majority of chapters is about sexual morality and how to defeat it. And what was it? King David, a man after God's own heart, 
he fell into sexual temptation. Mm-hmm. Bathsheba. Solomon, he fell into sexual temptation. He had over 400 wives. I don't even know how you can do that. I do. <laughs> I, I understand. Ugh. It's possible. Then you've got, you've got you know, uh, Moses. You've got, you know, uh, is it Joseph, who we just read about in devotions? Mm-hmm. He literally was tempted and he ran. And as a result, he was put in prison. Yeah. So many people are subjected to sexual immorality. So many people. And how you deal with it matters. And, uh, yeah, there's so many people fall into it. The best of us are susceptible to it. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. But that's pretty much all I have to say on the matter. (laughs) On the matter. On the matter. I'm sure there's tons and tons of things I could go into little by little, but um, do you have anything else you want to say? Anything you want to mm. want to cover or ask or, or something? Don't think so. Okay. Oh, Shiloh's awake. <laughs> Our dog was in Shiloh, the corner. do you want to sniff their microphone and say hi? <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. Uh, uh. Hi. She's so cute. Anyways, y'all, um, y'all, what am I country now? Um, yes, you, sir, you are. Yes, sir. Um, so we appreciate everybody listening. Um, we apologize again for the long hiatus that was taken. <laughs> um, but, uh, we will be sure to, uh, update you guys via the Instagrams and the TikToks and all that. Um, and let you guys know, uh, the updates of, of when we will be posting episodes. Um, but until then, um, you guys can follow us over on Instagram. It is toasty underscore cool. You guys can follow me on TikTok, which is Andrew underscore Damon. Um, and yeah, we will, unless you have anything to plug. You know, Shyla, no ma'am. Sorry. She's sniffing my car. <laughs> she's sniffing my A and W. Um, wow. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been a long time when you're like, what is my catchphrase? I'm pretty sure it was what? Tally ho. Tally ho. Didn't someone text you and they yeah, gave us like Kevin the actual, did. yeah, meaning behind it. And now I'm like, oh boy, why good am I even saying good that? Good old Kevin, my, my friend Kevin. He's but, like, just so you know, this is what it means. Yeah. But it's my catchphrase. Like, yeah. I keep saying it. So anyways, well, until, until next time I have been Andrew. I have been Haley and I shall say tally ho. Tally, <laughs> tally ho. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>